1: Best Celtics podcast day-to-day day. I get excited about it like when Tatum Play a Jalen on the breakaway, a Kyrie When he make a trade, and nothing like the terrible Analysts on the TV, so in-depth That after you play it, you gotta repeat So in-depth, they might do an hour about the D-League, so in-depth, you probably should pay Him, but it's a freebie, yeah Corralis, Packard and J-King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring And well wishes Go to Gordon, listen after every Game is very
2: important, Millie's
0: Hey there! Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making us part of your regular routine. We're here at Summer League, and we're all in one room. Yo, what is
1: that voice?
0: What's what voice?
1: You just changed your voice. That's not your normal podcast voice.
0: My normal, po- what's my normal podcast voice?
1: It's. It wasn't that. That was that was something new from you, Corrales. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know. what I is. thought, like I thought you were just goofing around. <laughs> no lie, I'm sitting here like, like, like a, oh, corral is
1: just messing around on the intro this time.
0: Oh, really? I think maybe because we're all in the same place. Hold
2: on. Do it like a more professional thing? Welcome back to the Locked On <laughs> Celtics podcast. Jam Packard
0: here. Hey there. Welcome back <laughs> to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Wow, we're having a wacky time here in Las Vegas. This is a wild time. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you think I was doing, but... Yeah, we're here. We're in Las Vegas. We're in. You know, when you're in one room together, I don't know. Something gets weird. Whatever. So we're here in Vegas. It's me, Jan Packard, Jay King, and special guest Michael Pena.
2: Hello. Of the of a rival podcast that we should not should not name, but
0: welcome. It's great to be.
2: here.
3: I'm not even gonna pet. No, Jay, don't even try to take the mic from me right now. Don't <laughs> try to crack some stupid jokes. So we wow. yeah
0: we've got we've got three mics and four people. <laughs> jay king's got this shit. is
1: going to get really tough if he's going to call me a clown so right now we have three mics four people Bean and i are sharing a microphone and he just called me a clown and i couldn't respond um so i just want to say he is bald <laughs> and true, true. his podcast is the little three
2: I would agree. They just broke down the the Marcus Smart uh, contract signing, Um, but I feel like uh, we're here in Summer League. We're really witnessing it. I didn't listen to it. I (laughs) I Actually, I didn't listen to it. I just read the description, but I was just trying to give them some credit. (laughs) But we're here in Summer League. Uh, We've had two games, I guess. Uh, They've they've been kind of interesting. Have they? I don't know. We are all there. Was Jabari Bird did some things that Jabari were pretty Bird cool. Was good. He can go to the rim pretty hard, but I don't know. Robert Williams isn't playing. What what has made this uh, this Celtics summer league interesting so far? Other than we all, th- I thought Jabari Bird was going to play well, but other the storylines are not there the room.
0: What's made this summer league interesting? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, interesting is what Jabari Bird. We all knew that Jabari Bird was going to come out hot because he's a restricted free agent. And he wants to uh, get paid, and so he's he's a pretty good player, and he'll get. I don't know what what's what's the market for Jabari Bird. What's he gonna get? Million and a half. Is he gonna get like? A Does tiny, he get signed? I don't know. A tiny bit just above the the minimum. What will Celtics bring? Jay King's looking at me like I'm fucking crazy.
3: I have to pass the mic now to Jay, because he has a, a hot fire.
1: I mean, he was two <laughs> way, he
3: was he was a two-way contract player.
0: Yeah.
1: Probably the minimum. Okay, if he another gets another team sign him? Put it out there. I don't okay, think okay, it's okay. crazy to say that the two-way contract player guy who shot 32.5% from the behind the arc. No, but did you
2: see his layups today, dog? Is
1: going to
3: <laughs> probably be a minimum guy if he gets
2: an NBA contract. But
3: there was a, uh, a Michael Jordan comparison. Yes, there was. There was totally <laughs> Michael Jordan game. So you never you never know. I don't even know how old Jabari Bird is. His last name is Bird, that's cool. I think he's friends with Jalen Brown. That's basically all I know about him. Um, this was
2: Jalen Brown. I had a guy in oh, okay. I had a guy yeah. in front of me in summer league telling me that Jabari Bird was a way better athlete and he had a better body than Jalen Brown. And I just kind of said, Yeah, I just nodded along and he but he said he kept on coming back to this point that Jabari Bird had a better body and like was stronger than Jalen Brown. And I, did, I just kind of nodded politely. I didn't. I
0: didn't know what I'm to say. I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, but okay, my my legit question about Jabari Bird. My legit yeah. question about Jabari Bird is I'm making. I'm trying to make a legitimate point about Jabari Bird. Six six wing with some skill, and he's a restricted free agent. The, the Celtics here. First question: Will the Celtics keep him? Regardless, will they match a minimum offer for him? Probably. Okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, so Come on, J
2: King. I want you to be an authority, man. You're definitely. So my, my, my
0: point is, the point of my question is if the Celtics, if the Celtics are going to match a minimum offer for him, and if you're another team that wants that actually wants him, I don't know, maybe you're the Hawks, maybe you're the Bulls or, or whatever, one of these teams with cap space and, and time. And you say, I like this kid, he's got skills, I'm gonna give him time to develop. If you actually want him, and he's a restricted free agent, Sign you him go to the like, Levine, the Levine offer sheet. Yeah, th- that's exactly where I was going with that. No, but you got to go like, <laughs> you got to go slightly above the minimum. You got to go if you want him, and I'm not talking about like an overpay for Javari Bird is still less than two million dollars, and they've got a ton of cap space.
3: This is, uh, I don't know who's still listening, but. Um... This is a lot of Jabari Bird talk. It's,
0: well, of it's course, fucking well, well, Summer League. That's all we're there
1: talking is- about. This isn't the Little Three podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we talk every day.
2: <laughs>
1: we have regular podcasts. It's a crazy thing.
2: We have a Kadeem Allen segment coming up. Let's t- jump well, to that. I'm a big, I'm a big fan Allen. of Kadeem.
3: Kadeem is what? He just celebrated his 31st birthday. Let's talk about <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: Who else has impressed you guys? I got in else. summer league at all, other than Yabu being a, a thick boy.
0: I get like I what's
2: know. the other Celtic storyline? like in person, Yabu is just like the, the other Celtic storyline like is he's Robert wearing Williams. Short shorts, but he's not wearing short shorts. He's just that thick.
0: Well, that's right. It's, <laughs> he's, those are actually tights, but because of the size of his ass, I don't. They become shorts.
2: <laughs> Michael Pena, your response. I, don't know, I think
0: the Celtics are the most boring
3: team in Summer League? Is that... I mean, is that... No. There's a lot of thing. boring...
2: There's a lot of boring teams out there. A lot there. of... Boor- this is a boring Summer what League. What about the Milwaukee Bucks? Like, like that's a team I have actively... I have not
3: watched at summer league. two seconds of the Milwaukee Bucks. Either. I saw the
0: Milwaukee Bucks walking into the gym. That's the most I, wa- I watched about the Bucks.
3: I stood next to DiVincenzo, whose oh. mother's cooking I still want to
0: try, and he just
3: does not look like <laughs> an NBA player. It's, a, it's, it's amazing.
0: Forever... And ever, I will look at the picture of Dante DiVincenzo signing autographs with like a claw grip on a finger on, on the pen and and just never forget that that's how he holds a pen. <laughs> that's, that, that's one hell of a story for the podcast. That, <laughs> that was a brilliant Dante DiVincenzo story. That was
2: I the viral just, tweet. I will just never forget how he holds a nah, pen. No, nah, <laughs> nah, but have you seen that pen? Have you seen that picture? Have you seen, seen, picture? <laughs> like, have you seen the picture? Up. Okay. On a, on I have a, No, I have a question for the group. Is Yabu good? At uh, basketball? Yeah, like, is <laughs> Yabu ever going to play, like, meaningful minutes? Yabu, like, I don't like, I, okay. Yabu's hilarious. I love Yabu. I love his spirit, but, like, I don't think he's that great at basketball. He had a very cool dunk, but, like, everyone who's played in the NBA before is way better in Summer League. I don't know what Yabu brings you as, like, an actual NBA talent.
1: I'll say this. I don't know what his niche is in the NBA. Is he uh space-the-floor big?
2: No, he, he has ha- to be a body... He has to use is, his giant is ass. Is he... Gobble's like, the thickest player in the league. He needs to know how to use that, like...
1: But he's also, like, a six-seven center. Um, is he, uh, like, ball-movement big who can really facilitate from the perimeter, which is kind of the role that they've talked about for him? Some, like, Brad Stevens compared him to Al Horford?
2: No, at, sometimes at best, he's big baby Davis. Season. Like, that's the only comparison Whoa. there is to him. You can oh. shoot big baby. Yabu, to like, like, who else are you going to, like, what's Yabu's ceiling? What's the best Yabu can get?
3: Well, when you come into the league with, what is it, like, French Draymond, that was like, the, it's like <laughs> that's just the death sentence. So I think a lot of people immediately are looking for him to be this preternatural defensive player who has amazing instincts and. He doesn't have that, and it's okay if you're a slightly below average three point shooter. If you can be, uh, you know, a small ball five uh, on the defensive end, I don't think he can do that. I I don't know. I, I he would be. I think that they should pick up the option based on what we've seen so far. But I I don't think he's a you know going to be a great NBA player or even a quality one.
2: In if, if going into the season would you rather give him minutes or you'd rather give Robert Williams minutes because like at this point what like what value is Yabu to the NBA roster
3: That's a good question I mean Robert Williams his skill set doesn't seem to be you know I think that you could have a situation where Yabu Celia is a grab and grow, grab and go big in a really flexible lineup where you know everybody can dribble pass and shoot a little bit. Um, But at the end of the day, like, it's Yabusele. And, like, there's just no – the Celtics roster is so stacked. Like, that's why they're so boring right now. The like, <laughs> summer league is it's, whack. It's <laughs> like the team is so good. Like, look at the – we watched the Warriors. We were watching the Warriors summer league game tonight. Like The
2: Warriors-Rockets summer league game was the worst. It's like none of you guys are ever going to do anything. No. Shouts to RJ Hunter, though, 25 points. Yo, Seriously. Packard,
1: you are holding your – Microphone. I'm trying not. To,
2: I know I yell a lot, so I'm trying not to be too loud. I'm trying to hold it a little bit distance. The levels are all over the place.
3: <laughs> that D Vincenzo grip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was probably the best best joke of tonight so far. But thank you, okay, thank back, you, thank you, Jay, how, for noting the best joke. Back to how boring this team has been. Last year we were sitting here talking about Jason Tatum. Yeah, we. I, I saw Jason Tatum. We we wings coined and the hitters. nickname "Young Honesty," which <laughs> yeah, which didn't, catch didn't up. exactly
2: stick, <laughs> but it was a very nice attempt. <laughs> it was a great attempt. Sometimes <laughs> you <they> try.
1: <laughs> but Jalen Brown played on the team. Yeah, he was, he was for here for a couple games. Like they had Ojale, who was a pick. They had Yabu. No, they, did they have Yabu? Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. He didn't play last year.
2: He didn't? He didn't play in summer league. Zizic They had Zizich Zizic, Zizic. Zizic, had juice. Zizic had there was some, some juice to him last year. I feel like night. our entire podcast was just Zizic talk. I was yeah. I was down on Zizic from Jump Street. And I don't know if that's <laughs> gonna be a good take, but that's that's where I lay. That, yeah.
1: So last year it was like they had two number three picks and Zizic who had some juice.
3: Okay, so I have uh I think this is an interesting topic of conversation that, you know, may get shot down immediately but (laughs) well we're just talking this team is there's nothing nobody on the team who's worth worthwhile of talking about so like i think the question of
0: nfl teams making bold final moves before the start of the season from our local experts to your ears these are the biggest stories on the locked on podcast network
3: You know, obviously Jason Tatum had an amazing rookie season, and he's going to be an amazing player. Is there any value at all of having him play on the Summer League team? Who, Tatum?
2: Tatum. Any value no. at all? Hard no for me, Bob. That's a big no. <laughs> Why is this an interesting?
1: Conversation. It, 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 the one-word
3: answer you need is no. Okay. Well, so uh, gonna be a no so
2: for me. Give me, give me, tell,
3: tell me why I know. Is it just because risk of injury? Yeah. Because right now it's he's hundred percent, Bob. R- right, right. <laughs> I know. One second. Because right now he's he's uh, he's he's on Twitter, uh, like blocking the shots of campers because
1: that motherfucker dunked on LeBron in Game Seven. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. I, I I know. I saw it. I, I it was amazing, but so, I'm just okay, hold
0: on. I'm I'm very interested. I'm very interested in why should he play in the summer? Why why would you even suggest the possibility?
3: It's competitive basketball, and he is twenty years old. I mean, it's. I'm not saying that he should. I'm not saying there's that he should. No harm, like
2: like the, there, There's no harm in him actually playing. Like, yeah, he sh- could play. I don't know. Like they, I see that you shouldn't be like that afraid of injury, but there's no like benefit to him playing. What does he gain from being in summer league?
3: What it is an opportunity. What did opperti- Jason it's Tatum an, it's a, it's a, learn? It's an environment. It's, it's an invi- I mean, look. It, what did Jalen do last year? He tried to work on parts of his game that he was not able to utilize during the regular but season.
1: Tatum was able to utilize a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Gordon
3: Hayward and Kyrie Irving are going to be back next year. So okay, you want to so wor- work on s- work on spot them. up
1: threes like. Like oh okay let me let me chill in the corner while Kadeem Allen breaks down this defense. I'll work on spot up threes because that's how I'm gonna be used next. No, to I Golden mean Hayward but you, no,
3: but honestly, like you look at some other teams that are you know you look at John Collins who is dominating right now. That's a confidence booster. I understand that John Collins did not dunk on LeBron James in the Eastern you know Conference else is Finals.
1: Con- confidence booster
3: dunking on motherfucking lebron <laughs> <laughs> that, did that happen is, is this, okay okay that's okay, true but you have dennis smith jr who is playing in the not summer nearly league. as good as jason tatum next <laughs> you guys although michael fight.
1: pina once wrote that he was going to be the best player from the draft i season. mean i am
3: not he still I, could be he still could be. Was that t- dennis technically
2: smith Jr.'s draft party? uh it was very awkward i wasn't i shouldn't have been there but it was a good time <laughs> I think the
3: the podcast just took a turn in a very entertaining <laughs> direction.
2: <laughs> I need to hear more. I about went, this. I heard it was a draft party, but then I just showed up and it was his family having a dinner. And then I was just like, it was me, and it was there, and his uh, my buddy who coached him pre draft, and then like his entire family. It, I, there was no reason I was there. It was kind of, I didn't like it at all.
3: <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Dev Jr. I was surprised that he was here and that just the fact that he was here. Now I'm thinking of other rookies in this class. You know, Laurie Markkinen is not here, and he had a really good rookie year. Um, and, you know, I'm not... Again, I do not think that Tatum should be here at all. I did not think that Jalen should have been there last year. Okay. I'm pretty anti-Summer League. If Jason
1: Tatum was here,
3: what should he work on? Basically, like,
0: all his... Playmaking. Three-point versatility. No, playmaking. And three-point versatility. More
2: aggressive three-point shooting?
0: I Basically, if if Jason Tatum was here, I would have him... Basically, just running the point, just just to have him not be—he's not going to be a point guard. But I, w- if he was in this situation, just have him run the point, just so he can get used to facilitating.
3: I would. I agree. I would have him a ton of ball screens. I would also have him shooting on the move a yeah. ton because that is, is his biggest thing. Yeah, you need him catching the ball on the move. Uh, you know. Next season, he's not going—I mean, you're—spotting up in the corner is fine. Spotting up in the wing is fine. But if you want to be a really dynamic offense, you know, you need that weak side action where he's coming off pin downs. I want him on the move, learning how to catch on the fly like that a little bit more. So that's just a part of his game. He could— like, try out in a competitive environment. He's way too good to be here. He would be the MVP. But we saw a couple of years ago, Devin Booker was here and he was way too good for it. And he boosted his confidence, averaging like 37 points a game. And so there is a precedent going well for this. The Suns. They've won a lot of games. <laughs> he also just signed a max extension contract. No, no he's I, I actually game. love Devin yeah, Booker. He scored seventy points stupid against the Celtics. Jokes. I know. Thank you,
0: Jay. <laughs> Rule number one about podcasting: if you can get the stupid joke off, do it. Yep, of course. Uh, so, all right. So, the most interesting topic of conversation of summer league has been. King can- wagon. what are you talking about? It.
2: Yahoo's a thick boy, and we need to discuss it. He's in person. It's it's kind of he lost six pounds. J. King, you reported that today from The Athletic uh, that Yabusele lost six pounds. Um, how do you think he's looking in summer league? I, uh, because I think he's been... He's looking about six pounds thinner. He's been a, like a real thick boy. Your thoughts, J. King?
1: You guys know this This is just an uncomfortable topic. I don't want to be talking about the thickness of Gershon Yabusele.
0: His
2: wagon. He's got, he's got a sturdy wagon.
0: Let's move on. That's going to be Let's the segment. On. We've gone <laughs> from we've gone from Jalen Brown's mystery van, we've de- Aaron Bane's big boat. <laughs>
3: Those are hot topics.
2: And now the new the new uh, thing is Yabu's wagon. So you tell me the players in Celtics summer league who are get to ride on Yabu's sweet wagon. Jay is so pissed. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm gonna. Who rides the sweet wagon? I think uh Jabari Bird uh deserves a spot on the wagon. Uh Stemiojele wagon rider for sure. Yabu himself rides the wagon. Who else? Who's like the kind of the second tier wagon Baines rider? For officially resigning. That get Terry, a Ro- Terry Rozier for sure. For sure went out.
3: I remember, what was it, two years, I I think you were there, was that two years ago or last year when uh, Rozier showed up, Uh, he was at Summer League, played in a game, maybe he wasn't, I forget if he was on the team, he was there, and he did a uh, post-game presser, and he had a fresh neck tattoo, and the first like three questions in the presser were about the (laughs) tattoo, and he was not having it, and he was like immediately regretted showing up. I I vividly remember this. He... They were wings to talk to us we <laughs> on his neck. Yeah, so maybe it
1: was because he thought <laughs> we
2: would question him about a new t- tattoo. Who's the guy, Hassan? Uh, um, Hassan Martin. I think he deserves a ride on Yabu's wagon. He he, he, he we saved won the him.
1: game one. He, he kind of won him the first game. Yabu Yabu also won them.
3: I literally the, the, don't know who that is. Thick Master Yabu,
1: <laughs> um, but Hassan Martin. URI Pina. Any other any See, this, other nominations why, for Yabu's this, wagon?
2: That's why in terms of summer league teams. Um. The big who's the big uh goofy looking white dude who's pretty like dude. Jared Utah. You know Jared no. Utoff. No, I nominate him. I I I, no. I I see a quorum that no one else says no. okay, but it, this is a process no. here. Okay, that's how we that okay. was, anyone else. That, Any other nominations or yeah? was a misguided Yabes Yabes nomination. I think you've
3: already listed every player on the roster I'm familiar with. I could not name another
2: Jay Larinaga for coaching. My Long- man Henry. Henry who? Yeah, Henry. The point guard. Henry was hyped. I like
3: Henry. In game one, I did not watch game like two, Henry. full disclosure.
2: <laughs> Javier? What's his name? It's, it's like Pierre, Pierre but Javier, Pierre, but it's like. It's,
3: it's Henry. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought
2: yeah. <laughs> he's made some plays, but uh, no, I don't think he's yabu wagon uh, worthy. You're right.
1: Yeah. It's too bad Robert Williams has only played like six minutes.
2: Do you think he's going to play on Monday?
1: Yes. Yes, I do think he's going to play. Um, Why cool. do you think that? Because he told me he intends to play. Oh,
3: okay. Wow. <laughs> from the athletics. I'm breaking news. Okay. Yeah. Jay, w- J- 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 I- I why do you think he's going to play? Because I- you just told me he's going to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Report from the Athletics says he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he played. He's played like what? I mean, he, he, eight he, minutes. He hopes to play. That right. would. He, he. The training staff may say, "Screw you." What well, he said that before the the last game he said he hopes to play and then yeah i was i was there when it was pretty he, obvious that he wasn't going to i mean back to back yeah you don't, you don't want yeah. to, there's no you don't the play risk guy reward who, yeah. yeah so let's let's briefly talk about the 10 minutes or so that he played in my man needs to learn how to set a screen yeah so he's he's he said afterwards that that's been a point of emphasis like The angle, the right angle, when to, you know, how long to stay on the screen and you start rolling and all of that stuff. So, I mean, he looked active. He was he was trying. He was he was really trying to set the screen and get off quick. So it feels like the point of emphasis that they were telling him was to not stick on that screen for too long. So he just set it and then turn and roll so he can catch a lob. So. I don't know, what what did you see from Well, the
3: the big thing about summer league basketball is that the guards don't give two shits about setting up the big man. That's a good point.
0: So I
3: don't know what the emphasis or the what the motivation is for a big like Rob Williams or anybody else out there to like hard dive to the rim for a lob when they know that they're not gonna get the ball. Like it's that's just Summer League for you and it's really tough if you're a big guy. We were watching Mo Bamba earlier today and it was just garbage because when he's ever says says the screen he's not rolling to the rim hard he's popping behind the three-point line hoping to get an open pass for an open three and it's like this is not what you're going to do in the NBA so it's you're just not it's not a great situation if you're a big and uh you know Rob Williams obviously has a lot to learn about just general basketball and I don't think summer he's going to learn anything in summer league to be honest
1: but Jason Tatum
4: could learn that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm really, I'm never gonna bring any of my ideas to the table ever again. Are,
3: I think free thought, free mind, thought seems to be Jason stifled right now on the. Uh, no, this is
1: very kaizen. This is very kaizen. I'm not, I'm kaizen. not stifling <laughs> free thought. I am just throwing out dumb jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what Robert Williams can do i don't think as he as mr pina suggested the bald master himself
2: he
3: doesn't
1: he doesn't have nearly as much hair as i do but he made a decent no, point hair's been like, oh, um, thank you but i i do think like just some little things from Robert Williams' game are going to need improvement. Like the the screen is a real, real thing. Um, he literally like four times in his five minutes that he jumped out at a shooter and just he's going to foul ju- so
2: many people. Like oh my, he, I mean, every single pump fake he jumped out on immediately. And it's make sure gonna, you grab that mic, man. Yeah, you've been criticizing my mic strategy the entire night, but Robert Williams is he's been he jumped out on everyone.
1: Yeah, so he's
2: he's got a lot to learn,
1: but the man has tools. He almost Jalen. I think said he dunked with his elbows. That first dunk he had, he said somebody, dunked the he dunked with his elbows and had volleyball squats or volleyball blocks. Volleyball, we didn't see any volleyball spikes.
2: He yeah, I'm excited for him to get on the court because uh, I want to see them them cool dunk athletic shit.
3: Okay, I have an over under. Over under 15 games. Robert Williams in the M- in the NBA ap- appearing.
0: Fifteen games. Over. I'm going to say over. Over. I think early on, especially early on, he'll he'll get he'll get some reps. I think he'll get. I'll, I think is this
3: is this. Uh, you know,
1: the Celtics are blowing people out. This is more of a. Uh, it's a long season.
3: Guy will get injured. Opportunities will open. Yabu probably played more than fifteen games because <laughs> like he's a hard five. I don't see him playing with another big except probably Horford. Maybe tice i don't know yeah you can play him with horford
0: because you you can just
3: horford can play with anybody but um he's definitely hard five he's uh, yeah he's there's not a lot of positional versatility there so i mean you have baines yeah sure if baines goes down but then you have tice horford's gonna play a ton of minutes at the five so i mean i don't know i i would say that's uh
0: I mean, the, the, I, I think the, the blowout will be a possibility there. Uh, but I think that's uh, going to be uh, as we can. You know, you know, that, that's Jay leaving. There goes. There Hopefully, goes. he's getting Adam Himmelsbach. The podcast, podcast is, is a very exciting. There he goes. Even better. It would have been great if he was ordering food because I could use some food. Hey, Adam Himmelsbach for the Boston Globe in wow. the house. Incredible. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're recording. This is all on this is all on the record. Yeah. So I thought it was six thirty five. They probably can't hear you. Come yeah. over and take a mic.
4: Yeah. Not taking a mic, though. <laughs> I thought you said six thirty five. Yeah. And I come down and I see it's room six thirty five and six thirty six. So I'm thinking it's like Presidential suite situation because you're thinking you thought so, I had two rooms. That'd be dope. I thought you had two rooms too. So I'm like, "There's no way this is Jay's room. I must have got the room wrong." And I'm like, "Jay's pretty loud. <laughs> I can probably hear him." So I literally just start going up and down the halls, waiting
2: to hear your loud ass. <laughs> and then you There's no. Jay's too fancy. Let you just hear his yelling. <laughs>
3: I, d- I do think that Jay's room is I mean, I'm blown away by this. I don't know about anybody else who's in He's got here way more space than I expected from Jay King. And deserves. Uh, last last
2: summer. Jay King is a god. <laughs> last summer last summer Jay King let me crash in his uh in his hotel where whatever that shitty place we were. It was it was very much appreciated. Um, but he's got a, a great place for a podcast. None of us could provide this kind of hosting environment. No, so this, this place, King. this is nice. This is a fancy.
3: Can I can can we bring Himmelsbach's opinion in about my grand Tatum question?
2: Oh, do you think Jason Tatum should be playing in this year's Summer League? Because that's
3: Jason's <laughs> awful context for
2: what I said.
3: No, that's exactly what Pena's argument was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, obviously he does not, he should not be here. Because he's way too good, and as Jay said thirty-five times <laughs> earlier <laughs> on the podcast, uh, Jason Tatum dunked on LeBron James in the conference finals. So yeah, he's a real NBA player. But do you think there's value in being in a competitive environment against no. NBA? Just you're putting the kibosh.
4: I mean, he played a hundred games. He's playing thirty-five minutes a game in the playoffs. Very true. I think it's a pretty big. Like where do parts of against... his game? that I he... think so. I thought he might be here in Vegas working out. Okay, like like you've seen, Jalen did that. Jalen played like one or two games and then stayed well, and like worked for a while. I thought he would do that. Okay, but as we saw, there was not much. Now he's like blocking that. like five year old <laughs> shots. I'm so Wait, glad. Jay,
1: Jay. just dunked on your bald ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was so busy. He had a camp with Kyrie. You can't be out in Vegas when you got a camp with Kyrie. Sweet. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas over Hanover Who
1: needs Summer League when you can teach the next generation? <laughs> That's
2: what
0: Jake is. Uh I don't even know what the hell else to talk about.
2: No, the Summer League has been born as fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is like the experimental podcast like we've just we're just all over the fucking place. Um yeah, there's nothing that we you know, we
1: usually map out a plan. No, of there was no,
0: there's no plan, there's no topics. We had no nothing mapping. today. There's no mapping. I think the plan
3: here was a uh, thirty rack of Bud Light. That was yeah. basically the plan. Basically, that was our plan.
0: Crack, yeah, crack a bunch of beers amongst you know other things, and then can we talk about like the
3: Marcus Smart like market? What? Can we just uh, have a real conversation about the NBA? Okay, um, okay, okay, okay.
0: Let's yeah, let's wrap done. it up. That's a very good discussion. Let's wrap it up. All of your on I'm Marcus afraid. Smart, what market? All right, all right. So, how real, how real we've got actual people who have like solid opinions on this in the room. How real is this Marcus Smart being pissed off? Is this Marcus Smart really being pissed off or is it somebody next to Marcus Smart, a family member or friend, somebody who is pissed off for him? Like it feels like I've- it feels like this came out of nowhere. I what did his anger like it, it it felt like this was a situation where it, things were just going along their normal route that they were going to go. He and, and happy Walters were going to go out and scan the market and see what they can get. And if they couldn't get anything, you come back and be like, all right, well, let's talk. And you assume that the Celtics and Marcus smarts camp had a conversation beforehand. You just assume that they said, This is how we're going to approach free agency. You go do what you got to do and come back to us when you either have an offer sheet or don't have an offer sheet. And then we can talk about our own numbers and the, from an outside perspective, it feels like the reporting now is that the Celtics never even gave them that, never even had that conversation with them. And Marcus Smart sitting there like, oh, why didn't they call me? I feel so hurt now. So what's the reality here?
1: I think the reality is that it is a very bad restricted free agent market unless you're one of the lucky few cough-cough Zach Levine (laughs) who gets a a big offer sheet for whatever reason. Um, There just aren't a lot of teams with cap space. I think a lot of teams out there believe – and rightfully so that the Celtics will match any reasonable offer. And so there's just not a huge market for Marcus Smart. And I think it sucks for him. And I think I'm sure he looks at the Dante Exum deal, three years, $33 million, And he looks at the Zach Levine deal, four years, $78 million, And he thinks, I've done a lot more than those guys in the NBA. I was just in the closing lineup on a team that almost made the NBA Finals. Like, I literally closed out the Philadelphia 76ers with an outrageous final minute in the elimination game. And
3: outrageous is a really good word to describe that.
1: Preposterous (laughs) is another one. Uh, But so I, I I think he looks out at it and he's like, why am I not getting this type of money? The Celtics look at it like, there's nobody out there to give him the type of money why are we going to rush into contract negotiations when this is really a bleak market for him?
4: They're not going to bid against themselves. Like, I think people feel like they should be bidding against themselves. I'm laughing because Jay's holding a microphone in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah. But I think they made their offer and are happy to visit at some point. Like I said, if they get an offer sheet, then they can come back. But they're not going to be like, all right, here's our offer. Now you haven't really gotten anything else. All right, we'll, we'll up it now. We'll keep going. Like there's no reason. But the to characterization
0: do that is that they didn't even like have a conversation. Like free agency started, and the Celtics didn't even have a conversation with Marcus Smart, and that he's hurt. That's the reporting, right? I mean, any that's what know, I've read. Have both reported that Jay and I
4: have both reported something similar. To right. That, so know? I get the sense he's more hurt, not so much that they haven't offered him a new contract he's bothered that they haven't been reaching out to him obviously his mother isn't doing well you know the front office in particular like i was told jay laranaga has contacted him players have been to contact him but the front office hasn't been and he feels like as the most tenured celtic they should have been kind of more in touch with him on a personal level just during to see game. how he's
0: doing to see how his mom's doing, doing?
4: you're like hey we'll we'll work this out that type of thing like more um general contact and i also haven't told the celtics don't want him to feel that way and if he does they're not sure if he does but if he does they're they want to like mend that fence
1: yeah, yeah. and and i think it's it's a weird situation because like like box said they they value him and he kind of wanted i think he kind of wants them to say like we want you on this team and like w- I think Himmelsbach and I both reported that the Celtics hope to keep him, but he wants to hear it. Like Brad Stevens has gone out and said. That's a
3: really tricky way to negotiate, and obviously both sides are not even close financially on the numbers. So, I mean, you look at the ex contract. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. That's just a really, I thought that was a really odd, Number to give Exum for someone who gets who's habitually injured, who has not done like fifty percent of what Marcus Smart has done in the NBA, and is not even close to as good uh, to get that that money. The Celtics probably aren't going to go that high because it puts them in the luxury tax this year. So if they don't have to, they won't. And I think that you know, are they just
2: relying on Marcus Smart taking like a hometown discount and just like really hoping? That he's not going to get a, like an offer anymore. I don't else. think that's in
1: the plans.
2: I think I truly Sorry, think, the, do you the think the he's going to do his qualifying offer. I think qualifying offer. Think he's, like, the qualifying he's, offer. he's just not going to. So it. he's going to. He'd rather bet on himself yep. and take a qualifying offer than take like a two-year. Well, it
4: depends on what you call a hometown discount, but he's not going to. Yeah. What
2: you, what what is his like? What does he expect? Like, is it upwards of twelve, he fourteen wants, million?
4: He wants definitely more than twelve million. I'm not for sure, but he they've set. <laughs> They want a lot
2: of money. <laughs> that's fair. That's his. Uh, that's his right to as much. I mean, is is money. Marcus no, Smart
3: too. better? Would you rather have Marcus Smart or Zach Levine on your team going forward? Marcus Smart. <laughs> Marcus Smart. But yeah, to, to smart. me,
1: yes, Marcus Smart. I now, mean, I understand the appeal of Zach Levine, the freakish athleticism, the better shooting, the possibility that maybe he becomes a true like twenty-five point a game scorer, whatever the case may be, w- w- with efficiency. But at the same time, Marcus Smart has already proven he impacts winning. But and he, Zach Levine has never
0: come close to doing that. Here, here's my thing: with we know that Marcus Smart wants more than Dante. Like he wouldn't sit down right now and sign for the Dante Exum contract. It's right insulting. <laughs> like how right. could you expect him to? Except he has to understand what the market is, and maybe maybe not three years but you you have to understand market you have to understand the money that's available you have to understand just the entire situation and what you deserve as a player doesn't mean shit in a market like this Marcus Smart deserves you could say he deserves 15 million okay in comparison if Dante Exum is getting 11 if you're Marcus Smart and you sit there and you say well Dante Exum is getting 11 I deserve whatever 15 more less whatever but it that doesn't matter what you think you deserve what matters is the money that's available how much money is available next year how much of, is available the year after that and what can you get how can you maximize this money for like as an agent i think i think his agent has screwed this whole thing up i think they they completely misread the market i think that they went into this are they went into this thinking that they could get a ton of money this this year and no one else really felt that they could get that kind of money this year. There was no one else that I saw that thought hey Marcus Smart's going to cash in. Everything I've read, everything that I've thought has been Marcus Smart is in for a tough summer. They need to figure something else out. And in signing for the qualifying offer now, 6 million dollars, doesn't make as much sense to me because two dozen guys took one year contracts this year to get into next year's free agency, and next year is a star laden free agency. So there's going to be a ton of money that gets paid out right away. And Marcus Smart's not going to get that call right away uh, on the 12,0001 in free agency. So he's going to have to wait again. And when that money dries up again, what's he going to get?
3: Well, okay, so Marcus Smart is twenty-four years old. I think that the quali- signing the qualifying offer is a fine play for him. I would much rather do that than to sign long-term below my market value. Uh, you know, basically, what he's doing is he has a whole season, including a postseason, to increase his value on the market. And as I think everyone in this room thinks. The Boston Celtics are at least going to go to the conference finals. Strong agree, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. At least going to the conference finals. they are the favorites in the Eastern Conference to go to the finals. Marcus Smart is a, you know, a critical contributor to their success. As you look at NBA history, uh, you know, even role players on teams that go to the finals get paid and he's a guard and he can run pick and roll and he can guard multiple positions and there's a lot of things he can do if he suddenly shoots 36 percent from three this season which is not impossible like it's not probable but it's not impossible that dude is going to get a lot of money and it is a star market a lot of teams have uh, a lot of money to spend and if the teams uh, if those stars stay with their teams then players like Marcus Smart get that money. So I think the qualifying offer is a smart play for him if they're not going to pay him more than at least Dante Exum got this summer.
4: I have a question for you guys. I heard this like, floated. And it's almost like mathy, but the possibility of a team not wanting to give him whatever, three for 36, knowing the Celtics will insta-match that, and then they can't sign him, like that team that was going to hopefully have him for three for 36, Saying, all right, let's. Why are we going to do that? And then we can get him a year from now. You know what I'm saying?
0: So you're yeah. saying that you you don't offer I him into
2: a the re-
4: reluctance of other teams could to offer him whatever 12, 13 now might be because they really want him and they know the Celtics will insta match that anyway. And then he's gone for three years as opposed to everybody waiting and then he's an free agent. And that team that wants him and then he wants to go to they can make it work i'm not saying it's like what's happening
0: but right I mean, so you're, you're ba- basically banking on you make you make that offer three for 36 or whatever it is next year and bank on him saying you know what i don't like the way the celtics handled well, this
2: he's he's unrestricted at that point it's just like right. you don't wanna, want to because if you make the offer now you force him into a three-year contract and up. right so you can just say hey marcus we're good that's why i like that that's a that's a great Himmelsbach theory. That's why you should be on more podcasts. That's not my theory. I heard no, it. it's a theory. You yeah, just presented it's it. It's a theory. <laughs> but I don't even know, know if it makes any
4: sense. That's why I presented
3: it to you guys. Also, signing the qualifying offer, he can't be traded during the season. So he's going to be in a great situation the entire year in a familiar environment. Uh, if I were him, I would be confident in betting on myself. Like I won't punch any picture frames this year. I... He's still
1: yeah, like, i'm not sure he has successful. that <laughs> <laughs> he's like gonna be ready to punch His, the picture he frame and be like he you can
2: know punch what anything he wants and he's still gonna impact winning like that's not related
0: whatsoever
3: yeah i'm a, I'm, a, I'm just a big marcus smart fan and i want the best for marcus smart uh
0: i've i've been harping on i've been harping on two-year deal for marcus smart forever i'm i'm not gonna this is gonna basically be the drum that i beat forever Marcus Smart, two years, $20, $22 million, you get basically the equivalent of the qualifying offer plus a first year. If, if you get $14 million, that's in the range of what he probably wants in year one. You Basically, if you sign your qualifying offer and then you get $14 million in year one, that's $20 million over two years. You stay with Boston for two years. You get that $20 million. You're in that winning situation. You're you're basically increasing your value. I think that probably makes the most sense. Nobody's paying attention to me anymore because there it's are shenanigans right there. afoot. But I don't know. I I love the idea of two years with Marcus smart. You get basically – you put off the unrestricted free agency for one year, but that's also the year that the cap goes up to 116, I think, is the, the current estimate, and it could possibly go higher. Luxury You've got – Luxury tax, bro. What's that?
1: Luxury tax, bro.
2: But they would. My homeboy Wick is gonna pay that tax. I'm, he's he's all about that tax.
1: Maybe, but I also think there's a value to staying out of the luxury tax. And I also Do you think, think the
2: Celtics want Smart to sign the qualifying offer? Like they think that's like ultimately what they want. Like that's what they're gonna settle on.
1: I I'm not sure. I think, Do, they- but
2: they want to take him like an under market deal. Like they 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 just like want to. Like they know there's no know- question if he signs
4: the qualifying offer he's not going to be happy with the Celtics yeah if he signs, if he signs it offer, he I think he's he, gone he,
1: or at least they'll be they'll need to mend some fences over the next year and then pay him to keep him around into the future so and I, I do think they they really value Marcus smart like the Celtics yeah. I know there's no like doubt. ready to match he's a
2: perfect fit in
4: the organization they're ready to match like a lot, like people. I don't think people quite understand. They're but
2: so how like that's a not, it, it I don't know.
4: I'm not. I don't know an exact number. I can't tell, but they're they would basically match anything. Is the I know, but I it's
2: an interesting situation because they're willing to match anything, but like they're not. Like feels yeah. like they're not willing to offer that in negotiation. So it's, it's a, a delicate balance. Again, like, like
1: Himmelsbach said, they're not gonna.
2: There's no reason for them. They're He's not a the super free agent. That's the entire himself. CBA is like they're willing to match anything, but he has to go and get that offer. And I don't see why if I'm a team that has cap space it's like fuck the Celtics, like make them match that. Like that's like part of com- like competitive balance. Why wouldn't you just offer Marcus Smart something you know the Celtics are going to match, but like they, yeah, make them spend all that cap space on that.
3: Well, how many teams can do that?
2: Not many left.
0: You guys no. I thought of that backer
4: Nets doing that early on just to try to just to try to stick to him just knowing that would have been
0: look uh, even from a self Celt- like this is a Celtics podcast that would have been awesome that would have been an awesome counter fuck you <laughs> sorry there, I wish people that there should have been a video element to this but there would have been a counter fuck you from the Nets to be like oh, all right you know after all this shit after the, the Brooklyn trade the, the, all the picks like we'll uh we'll uh yeah, there you go. Match that, bitch. <laughs> All right. I I think we're at a point now where we're gonna start wrapping up the show. <laughs> oh oh wait, wait, yeah. Packard we, wants to do the sign Packard off Packard wants to do the sign off. So uh we're doing the Sam Sam Jam summer sign off. So uh Sam gets to wrap up the show.
2: All right, that's been a great live episode from Las Vegas. Where, where are we saying J. King? Where is this uh, mediocre Grand hotel? Chateau. Yeah. Marriott Grand Chateau. Live Celtics, Locked On Celtics podcast. Big shout out to Adams Himmelsbach from the Boston Globe. And Michael Adams Himmelsbach from the Boston Globe. Michael Pinas. <laughs> Michael's from Pinas from Vice Sports for joining us here in the living room. <laughs> This has been an episode of the Locked On Celtics Podcast. (laughs) Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Kaizen. I really fucked it up. (laughs) I really didn't do a good job on uh, on the close there.